Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we are talking about marrying a divorcee. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, <laughs> it's funny about people. You know, when you're marrying a divorcee, it's a whole different ballgame than marrying uh, the first time. There's a lot of factors that go into it, a lot of complications. And unfortunately, many people just jump in. They're, they're so lonely and they're so tired of being alone. And, you know, a bad marriage can be the loneliest place on earth. And so what happens is these people jump into a relationship and just give it everything they got. And really the better and smarter way to go is to begin to understand each other and begin to understand how complicated each other's life is. And by trying to weed the details together, we have a better shot at having something that's healthy. The other thing is, is we can talk about our jobs and all that kind of crap, but that's not who we are. Who we are has a lot to do with our emotional climate. And so having emotional discussions with each other and understanding how each other does conflict is a very powerful and important way to understand of how respectful we can be with each other. Now, we're going to kind of separate the idea of marrying a woman and, and marrying a man as far as a divorcee is concerned. Um, you know, divorcees is not some supernatural being who needs to be kept at bay, never considered for marriage. But, you know, there, there are a few problems in marrying a, a divorcee that needs to be really taken into account before you jump into something. You know, a divorce is the official breakup of a relationship. It is the breakup of both a contract and a covenant. The covenant is your vows. You know, it's not a myth that the number of divorces is increasing, especially during COVID in, in the world. But it's also a reality that remarriages are getting common, too. Although there's no are, are major problems in married, uh, no major problems in marrying a divorcee. No one really desires a divorce in the first place. And no one really wants to ruin their beautiful relationship for no reason. So there's a whole lot of things that actually influence the decision, like uh, maybe there's no love. You know, when there's low love, there's no, there's an emptiness. There's a sense of why are we here, and uh, there's a lack of connection between people. And so uh, 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 maybe there's no problem, but they just don't want to be together. You know, some people just don't do the work. You know, a lot of people look at marriage as a try, and marriage is not a try. It is a have to do. It's a will or a won't. And it's very important to understand that you have to operate in marriage as a will. I will be married because what that does is that forces us into the idea that we have to conclude and we have to solve our problems and we have to be honest about everything that we do. You know, no one needs to be to be remembered, you know, for their divorce. But life doesn't end at a divorce. Life will continue at its own pace after some time, and the thought of getting married can also uh, come up. 
And so, you know, you can continue dating a divorcee and even think of getting married to them. But you want to remember that there's some cautions and there's things that you have to consider. You know, first of all, if you're looking at a woman, you know, she you have to consider the idea that she might have been put to the test emotionally, physically, financially. They've been tested. And the divorce process most likely took a toll on her self-esteem, her pocketbook, her appearance. And, and, and if she's on the market, she has triumphed over heartache. And heartache can be available to meet new people and, head, and a headache, by the way. You know, respect what she's been through and you will get the best of what she has to give. Also, you know, there's a good there's an idea that a divorced person has been through an experience that has helped them grow and become a better person. So you may receive the benefits of that growth, but there is a price and and it may come slowly. Also, a divorced person oftentimes has their their guard up and they're actually looking for red flags with regards to your character and intentions. And trust is a much more difficult process for a person who has been divorced. That's a generality. That doesn't mean everybody's like that. But in general, there's a struggle with trust issues after marriage. And also, you know, the thing is, is that when you divorce, you know, you never know who you marry until you divorce them. Because when you divorce them, that's who you find out who their real ugliness really is. And a lot of people will use the courtroom as a battleground for divorce. And so many people are both financially strained because of a divorce. Their children are living in a much lower level of, of, of an economic income. And they are living in a much more struggled uh, basis where they've had to stand up in court and insult each other and talk about horrible things. Uh, in front of everybody in the courtroom, you know, the, use the getting to know you phase as an opportunity to ease her mind and create a comfortable environment for her to share herself. That is what marriage is. It's about being emotionally safe with each other. That means we understand each other. We feel safe with each other emotionally. We're a safe harbor where we can come and 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 be who we really are with each other. Our emotional climate is the most important component of trust in a marriage. You know, when 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 a person's been married for the first time, their priority oftentimes was their spouse. And after children came and the spouse left, their 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 allegiance is oftentimes with their children. And so you need to be secure about yourself. You know, over time, you know, you have to be comfortable to co-mingle through their motherhood or fatherhood and their, their womanhood or manhood and they also their relationship with their ex. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. You know, a, a diverse woman has been loved and and by someone, hopefully, and then that person left their life. And that goes for a man, too. And while on their own, they've learned how to take care of their own needs and the, the needs of their, their maybe their employer, their children, their community. You know, it's a one-person show. When one person has custody of the kids, it's all about them. When they don't have the kids, then it's all about them and how they relate to their world. You know, and, and what what a person needs from you needs to be considered. You know, do they need to be treated like a king or a queen? You know, uh, women want to be cherished. That is what the main measuring stick of a marriage is for a woman. And if she doesn't get the cherish, which is I can't be the man I am without her. I don't even know why she's with me. I'm so lucky to have her. 
And it's that way when you're with her. It's that way when you're not with her. And, and if you're able to do the cherish, you know, for a woman, they feel safer in the relationship. Men want to be heard. That means respect. They want to feel like they have a voice. If they don't feel like they have a voice, they feel demasculated. Oftentimes, a divorced woman uh, and man have higher expectations about dating especially. They expect to be the center uh, of reciprocating, reciprocating interactions. They, they expect you to pay the bill. They expect you, you'll treat them with respect and interest. You know, a, a divorced person knows when a person is interested in them, and they have less tolerance for game playing. And if they have kids, they, they know all about manipulation. And so, you know, the problems in marrying a divorcee may or may not hold true w with with a person you're dating. But you need to be vigilant enough to identify problems and then decide about marriage. Because when you marry a person with children, you're also marrying their children. And you cannot scour them with your own crap you have to treat them with as much respect as you treat your spouse. You cannot treat them like a third world citizen. You know, marrying a divorced person with kids from a previous marriage introduces a lot of complications. You get the relationship off to a good start by considering these scenarios. You know, most people agree that you should wait until your relationship shows signs of becoming serious before making introductions. You need to be very careful while dealing with children when you're considering to remarry. Children, especially young children, quickly can become attached to someone new and consequently may be confused or hurt if the relationship ends. So you need to have some time in that relationship to assure yourself that this is something worthy of your children children attaching to. You know, um, you know, don't bring anything extravagant to children when you're being introduced to them. That's the wrong way and the wrong impression to be making for them. You know, there are disadvantages of, of, of marrying a divorced guy, especially. Divorced men and remarriage could pose issues for people looking forward to hooking up with them. And most primary disadvantage of marrying a divorced man is that he might come with a lot of baggage and he might be bogged down by dealing with the default ex and maybe default stepchildren. The other thing that we have to consider when we're marrying somebody that's been divorced is, hey, you know, what is their financial situation? How, what caused the divorce? Does this person take accountability with I statements about what they did? Or are they always blaming the other? Because if they're always blaming the other, that's a red flag. They need to be accountability. They need to have accountability for what they did. That's what they should be talking about from a maturity perspective. If they're going from a victim perspective, that should tell you that there is a narcissistic trait in there and they are bending the truth to uh, favor themselves with you. And that's why you want to have very straight talks. You know, there's several underlying problems in, in, in when it's men and they are the divorcee. You know, a male divorcee might have a child. Marrying a divorced man with a child is really complicated. Divorced men bring baggage that, you know, that they have obligations, their children, their guilt, their anger, their grief over their failed relationship. They may also uh, be somewhat confused as to what exactly they're looking for. Do they want to substitute uh, for their life 
or maybe they're just looking to have some fun or play the field, but but nothing particularly serious at the moment. You know, men uh, tend to go, okay, I want to have lots of women after they get divorced, and not and then they uh, they don't really get into um, a serious relationship, and they do the serial dating thing, and then they have lots of secrets and probably pornography, which probably causes a divorce and maybe even prostitution. God knows what they did, but. You know, men do a lot of stupid things. So do women. And uh, you got to take that into account when you're taking in that person, because there may be uh, areas of their life that they don't have any closure on that they want to get closure on. And so maybe they haven't taken the time to do that. So, you know, try not to fall too quickly for someone reentering the dating scene fresh from a divorce. They're traveling down a very complicated path. They're still trying to figure out a whole lot of things and marrying a divorce person with kids is not a sin. It just depends on your mind and your attitude. You know, there's a lot of advice to take for uh, divorcees. You know, not the first thing is you're not getting married to change each other. That's that's huge. You know, you fall in love for a reason with that person. You're not there to change them. The only thing that we can do is influence each other, and that means compromise. But that does not mean that we control each other. The other thing is people that have a lasting marriage learn how to communicate, communicate, and over-communicate. You know, don't keep stuff bottled up. That, that passive-aggressive quality can make you look like a crazy person. If you hold it in and hold it in and then you blow – you're the crazy one, and that's what happens when you're trying to address a real problem. You look crazy, so you need to communicate your issues with each other as an ongoing experience rather than hold it in, hold it in, and, and pick your battles. You know, you need to speak the truth in love also in a marriage, not in anger. When you speak the truth in anger, it is only heard as anger, and the words are not heard. They are heard, but they're taken to heart, and they're not uh, oftentimes forgotten. And so it's very important to understand that in marriage, your main job is trust. It is not love. The main job in a marriage is to sustain the trust in the relationship. That's the work of marriage. That's the binder of the book. You can love someone and not trust them. But when you trust someone, the love grows. There's people that you haven't seen in 10 years, and you trust them. You get back together, and it's like a lightning bolt. Everything goes great. But the bottom line is you have to do that on an ongoing basis with your spouse. If you're going to create trust issues in a marriage, you are creating a, a probability of a divorce because it is very hard to feel betrayed by your partner that you have to have sexual relationships with, have to share everything with, with a lying partner. That kind of stuff, if they're not mature enough to face the truth, and if they have to live in lies, that is not marriage material. You know, the thing is about marriage also is forgiveness, and forgiveness has to do with intentions. It's not attacking the bad decision, it's attacking what the intention was. What was your intention? What were you trying to do? How did you decide to do that? Now, don't ask a why question because whys are motive-based and people will lie to you when you ask a why question because that sounds like you're trying to be a parent, and that's never a good thing. You know, and the other thing is touching and hugging and kissing. You got to enter that two foot energy space of each other's body and to claim that real estate. And if you forget to do that and become roommates, oftentimes your sex life dies too. You know, uh, people that, that do that 
non there's no agenda it's just i love yous those silent i love yous those touching kissing hugging those type of beautiful things are what tell each other that i belong to you and you belong to me also in a relationship of a marriage if you're mature enough and you're marrying a divorcee you have to understand that this this whole thing is not just about sex it is about merging our lives together and that comes with it you know if you're christians you also want to pray together always about everything and if you're not you might want to try it you know and and the other thing is if you're going to enter a marriage a second marriage third marriage fourth marriage however whatever whenever your lights go on you know be patient with one another you know use compassion use compassion even when you're being confronted with your own crap you know, people that take responsibility are called mature. A lot of people will not take responsibility. As a matter of fact, a narcissist will never take responsibility. They will always blame everybody else but themselves. You know, words can heal or kill a relationship. So you have to be careful what you say. You know, a harsh, hurtful word is like a, 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 like a nail. You know, you pull it out and you say you're sorry, but the, the hole's still there and it scars. You know, if things get hard, go to marriage counseling, read a book, talk to your pastor, attend a seminar, be proactive and preserve your marriage. You know, don't be too proud to, to, to seek help. You know, pride comes with failure, and, and that's important to understand. And you so also have to rule your money out. It will rule you and your marriage. And that means that we budget, we do everything right, but we don't put money as the front seat. We put money as the back seat. And the way we do that is we save money enough for us to pay our bills for at least six to eight months, maybe maybe a year if you can. And if you're able to do that and have that in the bank, we behave a lot differently than we live than people who live like teenagers living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck. All right, we're going to take another break or a quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to talk about being realistic about being mar uh, married to a divorcee. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. 
If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about marrying a divorcee. And, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to learn from our first marriage, second marriage, third marriage, fourth, sixth, 2010, whatever. A lot of people do some crazy stuff. So, you know. The thing about it is you have to be grateful for each other. You have to tell each other and even tell God if you believe in God, you know, tell God how grateful you are for each other. And the other thing is don't look like a slob all the time. Clean up, dress up, look good. Go on a date every once in a while. That's what people do when they're mature. They don't forget their relationship. Taking each other for granted can kill everything and develop resentment. And resentment has battlegrounds. Oftentimes the bedroom is the battleground or finances is the battleground or time alone is the battleground. And so we have to be very cognizant of what we're getting into. You know, we really need to understand the person we're with, but we don't want to do this comparative thinking with our previous partner because they're not your previous partner. But if you're going to marry somebody that is similar to your previous partner, you're going to label them with everything your previous partner did. And so we have to be very careful about that. You know, the first year in any marriage is no walk in the park, especially in the first year, first marriage. But in a second, third, fourth marriage, it can also be a minefield. You know, that you know, women are under the impression that marriage is happily ever after. And then there's suddenly you're cooking and cleaning and laundry and dishes and don't being tired and overworked and, and just coming back and, and you know, all of a sudden you're recognizing you're getting the worst in each other sometimes. Well, that's marriage. You know, that's why we have to put each other first. We have to think for each other. That person needs to be the center of your decision making, just like God. And so it's important that that model on earth is what we want to do with God. And our children is a reminder of how God loves us. And so if you're going to be a step parent, you better realize that you're you're, you're interjecting into a godly relationship with children, and that means that you have to respect that. You do not want to get in the way of them. Otherwise, your partner will resent you and likely divorce you. You know, women are smarter when it comes to second marriages. They know that men, you know, fart, snore, poop. They know what triggers a man. They know he needs cave time. They don't expect to be showered with roses every day. However, it doesn't mean they'll accept unnecessary crap. You know, as much as boys love love a good chase, some men just reach that certain point where they're too old, exhausted, and bored of all the little play games. You know, uh, the good news for guys is divorced women has been there. They've done that. And they're over it. They have no time for nonsense and will grab you you know, basically by the balls, if you think something uh, you make some ridiculous like uh, excuse, like I never saw your text or whatever, you know, that's crazy. There's nothing worse than a clingy female and, and one with no job or interests. So a divorce forces women to make a living for themselves without leaning on the men in their lives. 
And by the time they get remarried, you will only be part of their existence. And believe me, they will never make the mistake of being totally consumed by a man again. That's a man's dream come true, no matter how much they deny it. It really is. You know, experienced women, they don't nag and cry over everything. They silently observe. They hint with a smile followed by a firm suggestion and and then they attack like an anaconda. And so, you know, it's your fault if you didn't notice the 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 changes that are a woman has. You know, no woman in her first marriage will be that generous. Women like uh, theatrics, we all love to make a big deal out of nothing, but a, a divorcee has been through a lot and they simply want to end their tear-drinking era and their start of a new life. They, they don't want all the drama, you know. And so we have to understand that a separation toughens a woman and also toughens a man. And you won't find a single soft bone in their body. Just the fact that they were able to get through it and adapt should tell you something, that they know how to handle hardships. And you won't be trapped with a spoiled brat, even though that was the case maybe in the first marriage. So they maybe know life a little bit. They maybe know about punches. And uh, they may be trained also to fight back. So you need to be ready for that. You know, one of the most difficult things for a woman is to admit that she's deceived or that she's made a mistake. And so walking away from a negative relationship takes a lot of courage, not just because of the mystery of what's going to happen, um, but it can be extremely unforgiving. You know, women walking away for the right reasons is a fierce, independent, realistic female that any man will be lucky to have in the, their life. Uh, she isn't comfortable in her stagnation. Uh, especially for herself. She may be relentlessly looking for ways to improve her personality, her looks, her health, and she may even realize she has flaws in working on herself and her relationship. And this goes for guys too. They do that too. And, and so there's a, you know, really a fine way to understand, am I being a mature person on a search for somebody? And, is, and you have to understand that your children are the victims of a divorce and or a breakup. And so what you have to understand is your decision is going to impact their lives in the most dramatic way possible. And so it is going to ebb and flow their life in a whole different place. And if you're going to navigate yourself to a bad boy or a bad girl or somebody that's not conducted their life well, or somebody that shows themselves to not be responsible, you're going to find your kids rebelling, 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 and not wanting to be with you. And all kids in a divorce after 14 have a right to go wherever they want to go. They To stay with either parent, wherever they want to go, they have that right. They don't have to follow the paperwork because they're mature enough to make a choice for themselves. You know, if you found... The perfect uh, uh, spouse, you know, they're they're all about you. That's great. That's right. And, and you're, you're, and if they have a, a children from a previous relationship, that needs to be embraced too. And uh, especially if if the parent has full time kids, not just every second Saturday or third Saturday, you know, taking that life altering plunge into marry with children, there's a lot of things you need to know about. You know, how do you feel about kids? You know, some people just don't like kids, and those just shouldn't be around them, especially not in the role of a parent. So if you're always known you've never wanted children, remember that you have to give yourself time to rethink what you're about to do. So if you generally enjoy children, 
then the issue to consider is whether you like your partner's kids. So it's, it sounds cruel, but it's it's possible to have irreconcilable differences with children, especially when they're not your own. And if, if they scowl at you all the time, that's a good sign that maybe you're not a good match for those children's lives. You know, divorce is really hard on kids, but remarriage can be even worse. And so children feel at least a bit jealous when the mom or dad finds another partner. And the deal is, if you're going to get married, you want to be the nice uncle or aunt. You do not want to be the disciplinarian. That needs to be the biological, and that is not something you negotiate with them with. Their relationship with their child is their safe place. And if you are becoming the place of discipline, you are changing the system, and that can be extremely dramatic, and that can be extremely resentful for the kids and the other X that they're having to negotiate with all the time because of the way that you are disciplining. Do not overstep your role. Step parent is the worst job in the world because oftentimes they become the target for the parents that they don't like or they become the target for why everything is so awful for a child who's struggling through a divorce and through the singlehood of having to bounce back and forth like a ping ball between both parents. You know, it's really good and very important that you have uh, the, the, the ability as a step parent to go, okay, I have a say when it comes to the house. That means any kind of family space in the house is, is a, a space that you do have a say with the children. But if it's their bedroom, that's not a good idea. That needs to be the biological. So that's kind of overstepping your mark when you land into their bedroom and start to dictate their space there. You know, you can make suggestions. You know, I'd prefer you cleaned your room. I'd prefer you behaved like this. I prefer you didn't talk to me like that. You know, that's a good way to say it. That's a good way to put it forward. And when they ask you for, for, for things, to set boundaries is to tell them what you can do or what you can't do. You know, you also need to examine if you're going to marry a divorcee, how much responsibility am I going to have for these kids? You know, if it's looking like they're going to cut and run and leave you with all the worst work, like, the, you know, being the chauffeur and all that kind of stuff, that's not cool. That's not a good partner. And so you need to understand that maybe they're looking for a replacement rather than a partner. Also, you know, can you, can you handle your partner having a relationship with their ex? That's, you know, if they, you know that they had someone else before you is bad enough, but having to tolerate the continued relationship, whether it's friendly or just business-like for the kids, is downright gut-wrenching. So think about whether, you know, you're going to freak out if the ex calls on the phone or if you find out they sat next to each other at a, a, a kid's performance or, you know, went on a joint vacation, whatever. You know, there's constantly accusing your partner of wanting to get back together with an ex or not speaking to them after a joint parent-teacher conference. This no-nos. If you're not mature enough to deal with that, then don't get involved in that scenario. And can you deal with not always being number one? Because that's going to happen, especially with children. You know, everyone has the idea that at least the, the, the first couple of years of marriage will be the honeymoon. Just the two of you and all your love. But when your spouse is kids, that period ends as soon as the honeymoon does, if not during the honeymoon. 
You know, it's reality central. Often, instead of gazing at you over a a candle at dinner, your spouse is uh, forcing their kid to uh, finish eating their spinach or whatever. So their vegetables, you know, um, you may want to go to the Bahamas, but they may want to go to Disney World. You know, so you have to understand that you're going to have to be navigating that aspect of your partner's life. And also, does your spouse want more kids? Because there's always a chance that they have all the children that they want, or if you want your own kids, especially if that's not something you're willing to compromise on, found exactly where your partner stands on that issue is very important before you uh, create a lifelong marriage with that person. Do you want to have children or not have children? If you don't want to have children, that needs to be the boundary. You know, you got to understand that things are not always going to be smooth sailing. There's times your stepchildren are going to resent your intrusion, and almost every child yearns for reconciliation of their parents. So they may view you as the thing that prevents that from happening. So be understanding and patient as they adjust. Don't be the disciplinarian. Let the biological be the bad guy. There's going to be good times. There are going to be tough times, and you just need to accept that it's it's an experience. It's not uh, You're not looking for results. You're looking to enjoy the process of have relationships children's uh development changes dynamically over time and over their environment and over their experiences so you need to join that you don't need to get in the way of it also patience is a huge aspect and if you don't have that you're not going to be good with stepchildren if they're going to bond with you you're going to have to be patient you're going to have to wade through difficult times and you have to not overstep your boundaries. Very important to go that way. You know, a lot of time, if you think about men, the dating pool tends to be full of perpetually single people that may just spend their time dating around for fun or hunt for something that they just haven't found yet. And sometimes you come across people who have also been in longer-term relationships along the way. And so one of the most intimidating factors when meeting someone new is that you find yourself interested in, and though they've been married, now divorced, they're back on the market, and that may interest you. But you have to understand that they're also experienced in understanding how and to read people a little better than they used to. They might have learned a lot of lessons from their marriage, and you don't know if you're going to get the true person. So what you have to do is you have to begin, once again, where people all universally connect, and that is to be emotionally vulnerable. If they're not emotionally vulnerable, that is a red flag right there, period, because that is what a relationship is about. How are you going to make memories if you're not able to emotionally connect? What are you going to do? Just go, oh, I saw the Eiffel Tower? That's great. Or did you have an emotional connection with the culture and the experience of going to Paris and that's part of what you see? You know, it's different and you need to be with somebody that has that emotional connection. If they don't have that, that's a red – that's a sign that they're looking for a replacement and not a partner. You know, you may be experiencing some anxiety about not knowing if they're going to have a lot of baggage because they've been particularly – you know, in a serious commitment before, such as marriage. But if they went through a very difficult divorce, you're probably going to find that they have a lot of emotional baggage. And, and, you know, and, and so what you want to understand is where are they in the process? And do they have closure? Who do they end up talking about the most? And what do they focus their energy on? 
And do they have integrity? Integrity means that when when they're not with you and they're not around other people, where do they navigate? Are they looking at pornography? Are they looking at things like that? And what is your stand on that? Because that ends up being a problem with about 70% of the population of men. You know, don't be nervous about a, a divorce dating. Sometimes finding yourself attracted to a divorced person can be intimidating because it may seem so unfamiliar compared to just dating around with other people. You know, but, uh, you know, you have to remind yourself that some marriages don't even last as long as uh, other long term relationships do without a, a set of rings and a piece of paper binding the two partners. There's a lot of people that just shack up and live with each other for eight, 10, 20 years and never get married. Sadly, you know, but, you know, the sanctity of marriage is really important because it's an all in proposition. It is not a try. And when people do a try, there's usually going to be an end. To it. When people lie, there's usually going to be an end to it. If there's no integrity in the relationship or no integrity in the people, it's going to be very hard for them to navigate a marriage. You know, um, dating when children are involved, you know, you, you don't have to have been married to have children with someone else, but divorced parents may have bit a bit more factors to navigate when they want to begin seeing someone else. So single people with children may not have custody re requirements in place, but a divorce couple usually has usually uh, n uh, legally binding obligations when it comes to sharing their children. And so there's a lot of things to navigate around there. And you really want to get to know why, why did they divorce? It may have been their kids. It may have been their, the way they are as a person being married. Somebody did some things wrong in the marriage. So we have to account for what happened and did you learn the lessons and do you know how to be married? And the best thing to possibly do if you're going to marry a divorcee is do premarital counseling with a counselor, probably not a pastor, maybe a counselor, maybe a pastor, depends on the ones you meet. But, you know, a lot of times you can do premarital is a thing called uh, prepare and enrich, which is a $35 assessment between the couple totally. That's the cost. But you have to get a facilitator to help you get that done. So it's very important to follow that. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about more complications that need to be considered before you jump in the boat of marrying a divorcee. Come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. 
Tune in for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about marrying a divorcee. You know, you have to really, you know, take in mind, you know, jealousy can really poison any relationship. And sometimes it may be difficult to even date someone who's simply friends with somebody that's a past fling or a love interest, despite having never been married to them. So when when someone you're interested in has been married, uh, yet remains on good terms with their ex-spouse, that's probably for the kids. But this can be an area of concern, especially if you're prone to being a bit paranoid or have low self-esteem on your side. So there may be doubts creeping in if if they're still secretly in love with their ex or worried about whether you'd be punished on the other side eventually or may not compare to the other side and how close or how serious their relationship was. And why am I not treated like it appears that the ex is being treated? You know, there's going to be a lot of comparative thinking, which can be very unhealthy. The bottom line is we have to understand, does your divorcee that you're considering to marriage have closure on that relationship were they the one who asked for the divorce or are they the one that was asked to get divorced you know were they served or did they serve the other what what was the dynamic there because there's there's a you know a, a real a, you know plenty of divorced couples end up divorced for a whole lot of reasons and not all of them are bad ones sometimes the relationship just doesn't work you know, in, in a romantic way, or maybe the concerns uh, of, of uh, finances were not good, or maybe responsibilities were out of balance. Maybe people were too much in their own corner and not trying to help their partner. You know, it just depends. You know, a lot of people end up having to raise their partner. That's never a good thing. If you're having to be the parent to your partner, that that's not sexy. You know, people that have to correct their partner like a kid – that's going to destroy a marriage. You cannot do parental stuff. You have to communicate like adults. You have to do conflict like adults. You have to be safe with each other. That calls for maturity. And if you don't have it, don't go there, especially with the divorcee where there's going to be likely a lot more negotiations about what's going to have to happen because they've been married before and they've jumped through a lot of hoops and they understand a lot of things that maybe if you haven't been divorced, you may not. 
you know, and if it becomes a significant uh, area of concern, this jealousy, if you're if you're dating someone who's who's a divorcee, you know, it, it, it and you're trying to become more serious with that person, maybe you need to slow it down so that you develop a sense of empathy and compassion for where they're coming from. Because if you can't do that, don't jump into it. You know, alimony and finances is also a big concern. Before you marry a divorcee, you need to find out, are they having to pay alimony? Are they having to pay child support? And what chunk of income is that taking out of their life? And what impact is that going to have on us financially? Because we all survive by finances. And so we have to understand that if that's not, if a lot of that is being taken away, then what's happening is that the ex is, is raking in a whole lot of income, but affecting to the other side to the point that it may be in poverty. So, you know, the courts are are very, uh, not very nice, but they do a lot of just calculations based on taxes, based on income, based on how much money you have in the bank, how much money you've saved. You know, they all have formulas, but the bottom line, none of them really favor uh, uh, the person with the more income. You know, if your dating relationship with a divorced person becomes more serious and you seem to have a future, you know, getting married, the premarital stuff is really important. Doing that premarital counseling is very important. Having a financial counselor, very important. You know, the problem is a lot of people will dive in because they're lonely. They're deeply lonely and they want to have a partner in their life. And when they do that, they date desperately. And that is never a good place to date because all we're ending up finding is usually a replacement and not a real partner. So we have to understand that if a person's rushing into the relationship, that's a good sign that they're very lonely in their life. And we have to really examine why are they so lonely in their life and why are they so insecure? So we have to really get underneath all that. Sometimes getting a divorce and removing yourself from an unhealthy relationship can be a blessing. But sometimes it also can be a situation where one spouse desired to leave and the other agreed but didn't truly want it. And so, uh, you know, short marriages might be easier to bounce back from. But but for those who invested in a marriage and did a lot of work in the marriage, especially a codependent who marries a narcissist, they may have a lot of trouble with becoming independent on their own. And they may want to dive into marriage again. And so you have to really question your judgment, the situation and all the factors involved and do the right thing to understand that this may be one of the most important decisions I will make in my life. You know, when dating a divorced person, uh, 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 keep in mind that the resolution of the past marriage may have some effects on the self-esteem and the self-image of that person as they adjust to being single and, he, and figuring out who is outside of that uh, de defining that relationship. Maybe they're unsure of themselves. Maybe they seem to be fickle. Maybe they seem to be indecisive because they don't trust themselves. So there's a lot of feelings involved in there, and there, there, there's maybe depression. There may be a sense of feeling cloudy. There may be a sense of, of not understanding what direction they want. And so a lot of people have trouble after a divorce committing and even trusting their own sense of making decisions. The, the, the future with the divorced person, you know, divorce doesn't have to – to, to, to have much of a say in how a person's future will turn out. But a divorced man or woman can find another love, live happily ever after. There is hope. And, and the problem is, though, if they're serial daters or if they're somebody that's indecisive or they're somebody that's deeply lonely, 
they keep jumping in and making big determined decisions, but they don't always understand all the factors and the commitments involved in making those decisions. So we have to be respectful. We have to be more serious when we're made when we're marrying into a divorcee situation. We have to really be decisive and be mature and be responsible. You know, the good thing uh, uh, about this is that divorce and single parenting has a much less dating stigma than it did a long time ago. So for divorce, well, maybe not even so much long ago, you know, divorced people, this is the good news. that It's more likely that you'll find someone uh, uh, eligible to date. You know, but there's another group of people who may not have personally experienced divorce before, and it presents a whole new ball game, a lot along with a lot of questions. So if you're dating someone who's divorced, it, it, you have to wonder: is it a good idea? And what about the baggage that comes with it? And am I person able to handle it? You know, divorce hasn't doesn't have to cast a dark shadow on a partner unless they're still living in the bitterness uh, of the divorce or using you as a rebound. But in either case, you're likely to spot the flags a mile away. The red flags could apply to many uh, other single partners with their own sets of issues. So if you you know you play your cards right, you may come uh, uh, upon a maturely divorced person who has learned from their marriage and plans to use it for a better future. You know, do they understand commitment? That's the big question. You know, this may be the biggest sticking point right out of the gate for people who are sick of dating flaky people. You know, a commitment phobe may uh, make for a great uh, TV episode, but there's nothing funny about a person who ghosts you after uh, uh, the second, third date. You know, it, it's really bitter. It's it's hard to understand because you don't get any closure when someone ghosts you. You don't understand. And that can be a very hard thing. But we do have to understand that if you are ghosted, you have to realize that there's something wrong with that person and they probably did you a favor. Although there may have been heartache and anguish when the process of divorce was around and a real sense of loss – and, and even though the marriage dissolved, the grief stage is what they're living for, what their purpose is in life. All of that is being reevaluated. And then how much anger and resentment do they carry? How much uh, bartering and denial? How much grieving is that person involved in? And, and so, you know, you have to understand that that has to lead to acceptance. And are, and are they at the grief stage of acceptance or are they still in the soup? And so the older you get, the better the divorce commitment factor may be. But the problem is if you're marrying a divorcee, they've already been divorced. And so they do understand there's a back door. So we have to really challenge the idea, are you all in or are you all out? Is this a will be married or is this a try to be married? Because divorced people tend to start with a try rather than a will. Sometimes they start with a will, but they end up at a try. So it has to be a person that's responsible. And, and so do they have that quality? Is it just the sex? You know, what is it that's keeping you with this person? So, you know, have they learned from their mistakes? You know, that's the, you know, the, the, the real thing that we need to land on. You know, one divorce under a person's belt is a good credential for learning about relationships, including what works. But are they taking accountability for their part? You know, any more than one failed marriage may be a red flag of trouble that the person's personality structure and character may not be the best. You know, one of the biggest gifts of a finalized divorce besides a new lease on life is the gift of appreciation. You know, uh, and, and maybe you've had a horrible marriage and then you're with someone who you really appreciate. 
and that can be a great thing. So don't forget to get that quality on the on the front burner every time, all day, as many times as you can. You know, be grateful for your partner. You know, divorce uh, people can also be better lovers. You know, and um, and it's just not about the sheer volume. It's more about the effort that that may now be involved between the sheets. You know, so so maybe they make more effort. Maybe they do more things. Maybe they have more of a re- uh, 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 repertoire. But you know, the bottom line is we want to grow that. You don't want to leave it where it was, and you you don't want to certainly just do what they did when they were married because obviously that didn't work. You know, and you have to wonder: Are they ready to become a parent? And is that a factor? You know, for a lot of men in their 30s and 40s, children may be a part of the past. You know, uh, they may want to experience life again with the right person, maybe a new baby, maybe not. But you have to negotiate that. You really have to understand and be very serious about whether that's a need or a want and how much do I compromise because you don't want to have resentment on the backside of it. And do they know their self? You know, the knowing yourself, character is about making decisions, the ability to make decisions. And the more you're able to make decisions, the more people know how to love you, the more people know how to buy you birthday gifts and Christmas gifts. You know, if you're an indecisive person, you know, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want? You know, that kind of crap is terrible because that means we have no character. And if you're not going to have character, it's going to be real hard to tell where you stand with your partner if they're indecisive. And so you need to understand, is this a, is this an alpha or, or a beta? Are they a follower? Are they a leader? What are they? And what do I need as a partner? You know, at the end of the day, you may tell that a person has learned and moved on and they uh, have a broader perspective. They don't sweat the small stuff. That's called maturity. You know, arms moving on through divorce provides us with an outward perspective and motivation to not want to go through that again. You know, if you're going to enter in a new relationship after you've been through a divorce, it can be both intimidating and exciting. And so we need to weigh those factors and not be impulsive. You know, uh, if you if you want to remarry after uh, after marriage, then what you are after a divorce. You know, you want to have a good reason to, that I want to. I want to fall in love. I want to be able to give and receive. I want to feel more than lust. I want to have compatible finances. I want to have compatible health. Um, You know, my friends and family accept this person. These are all important factors. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember... You never know who you marry until you divorce them. Also, divorce is psychologically like a triple coronary bypass. <laughs> also, a great idea. A wedding dress for sale worn by mistake. <laughs> also, money can buy happiness when you get a divorce. And also, new beginnings are often disguised as painful endings. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you.